Welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We truly hope you're blessed as you listen to this week's message. All right, good job, New Hope. You love well. You love well. I've heard so many times from people who come to visit that you guys love well. So that's a culture that we are very proud to, to have here. Good job. It's still pretty full, even with all of our kiddos downstairs. Anybody notice that? That's good. Things are happening. <laughs> um, so we've been talking for the last several months about this theme called kingdom-minded, right? Um, we were talking about encountering God uh, for the first couple of months of the year, and and we know that when we encounter God, that we start to think differently, right? So now we're moving to this theme of kingdom-mindedness, which we've been talking about for a couple of months, and um, just talking about um, long-term thinking, right? Kings think long-term, and kings, good kings treat people well and with honor, and we know our Father's voice because we know that we're, we're children of the King and we're generous and we're empowered and we're confident. Those are, those are all things that happen when we encounter the King. So uh, this morning I want to talk to you a little bit more about that. I'm going to talk to you this morning about confidence uh, because people who think like kings are confident. Confident in knowing that uh, they're capable of, of doing big things and moving the kingdom forward because we know who we are in Christ and we know what he's given us and uh, we know that we partner with him and we don't do it alone. So uh, that's my heart for you this morning is that we can talk a little bit about this. Before I start, just real quick, I wanted to mention where is Harmony where are you? Harmony, raise your hand so everybody can see you. Harmony is, uh, this is her last Sunday with us. She's graduating from Roberts on Saturday. Awesome. Although you can come back and visit as often as you want, but she's uh, moving back home, and we've just loved having you here as a part of our family for the last four years. Yeah. And we love your heart and seeing you up front worshiping every Sunday and you have a beautiful heart. So be blessed and know that you're loved and you're being launched from a place that loves you. So I stand up before you this morning for the first time as a pediatric nurse practitioner. (laughs) Thank you. been a three-year journey that I was on, uh, getting my master's degree, and what a journey it was. It was uh, incredibly challenging. Uh, I had to overcome a lot, and um, definitely saw the faithfulness of God so much over the last three years. Doesn't it seem like it went kind of fast? Those of you who <laughs> have been with us since the beginning, like, wow, it didn't feel like that in the midst of it, but looking back now... <laughs> 
Steve said no. Yeah, kind of. But there's so many people here that loved us and supported us through that journey. Um, Aaron Hosmer, I don't know what we would have done without you. She kind of held, held the home front together uh, when we were struggling to try to figure out how to keep our kiddos, making sure that they knew they were loved and supported even when uh, mom and dad were out doing stuff. So we're so grateful for you. You know, and we have Pastor Ralphie. Do you know that he has babysat our kids for 10 years, 11 years? He just loves our kids. I'm like, what kind of a pastor does that? He's a good, good man. So uh, he definitely stepped in and helped us out. And <clears throat> there's a lot of you who uh, prayed with us when I felt like I was going to crack and couldn't do it anymore. And the people who supported us and allowed me to shift my focus a bit because that had to happen in order for me to accomplish what I did. And I appreciate all of you who gave me the space to be able to do that. And I'm excited to be entering back in. We've been joking a bit about how I feel like I can see color again. You know, when you're going through something incredibly challenging, sometimes it feels like everything's black and white. And I'm just like head down, nose to the grindstone, get it done, do what I got to do. And I'm like opening my eyes and I'm like, oh, there's color in the world coming up above the water. <laughs> we were, I'll share a little personal testimony with you. I was spent Friday night at home with Steve and he was just rubbing my back. We were just spending time talking together. And he was rubbing my back, and I felt like the Lord was, like, using his hands. He was restoring my soul. I was seeing, as he was rubbing my back, every time he rubbed, I felt like a stroke of color in my, in my mind. It was like color, color. I didn't even know what was happening. But isn't it cool how the Lord just uses people to, like, restore our soul, you know? And it, 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 the, my soul was tired. <laughs> and... Uh, Thank God for a husband that uh, loves and supports me, and God was using him to just restore my soul. And all of you, too, the hugs I get from you, and just it's so appreciative. So, so I can't really talk to you this morning without talking about this last three years, and I want to share with you my testimony of what I've learned, um, because I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot in my brain, and I learned a lot in my heart, and I learned a lot in my spirit, and I learned what I'm capable of, and uh, the person I am today is different than the person that I was when I started three years ago. That's for darn sure. You know, at, at New Hope, there's a few different things um, I want to talk to you about. Our, one, of, one of the things that is in our vision, so our vision is like, this is how we envision New Hope, Okay. So one of the things that's in our New Hope vision is this. We are a culture that consists of those who want to do extraordinary things, take risks, and partner with God to develop to the fullest potential their calling and destiny. Isn't that good? So that's one of, our, that's one of the, the visions that we have for the culture at New Hope. Then we also have our core values, there's seven core values that we have. One of them is empowering, the core value of empowering. And it says, as a family of powerful people, we want to encourage each other to go after those dreams that God has placed within each of our hearts. We thrive on seeing people launched into their callings and destiny, 
making an impact in our world by demonstrating the reality of the kingdom of God. So, you know, that those two, those two, the vision and the, and the core value, that just speaks very much to the, the stage of life that I'm in right now, having overcome an incredibly challenging three-year journey. So I want to give that to you this morning. I want to give you a launching pad for those of you who may be stepping into something that is outside of your comfort zone. Maybe you're already in something that's outside of your comfort zone. I want to give to you what I have. I want to give to you the lessons that I've learned. And uh, I want to give to you confidence to know that you're capable of doing great things. So this isn't just for someone who's just graduating college and being launched out into life for the first time. This is for anybody who at any point now or in the future sees yourself being pushed outside of your comfort zone. Can people relate to that? So don't take my story and think I'm telling everybody you need to go back to school and get your master's degree. Think bigger, okay? It's bigger than that. The, the examples that I have are going to relate to that because that's where I am right now. Uh, but this could be, this could relate to any one of you. Uh, I was just watching a video this week by Todd White. What a firecracker he is. And he used this word, and the word was Godfidence. Instead of confidence, Godfidence. See, um, sometimes we think that to say that I'm confident, does that feel kind of weird a little bit sometimes? Because have we been taught, maybe in the church over time, that we don't want to be confident? Don't be confident. But we can have confidence. That's for darn sure. And, and we can have confidence in knowing who we are in Christ and knowing what we're capable of doing and knowing that he dwells within us and everything that we do, we do as a partner with him. So we're capable of doing big things. So I want to give you confidence this morning. So I hope that you'll be filled with faith. I want to open your eyes to see that you're capable of more than you think you are. You know, that when this journey started three years ago and I made the decision to go back, um, I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to do it. I really wasn't. I had been out of school for 13 years at that point. I was trying to raise four kids, pastoring a church, um, you know, having a very full life and wondering, is this even something that I can do? Um, But... How many times do you have to step into something not being fully convinced that it's something that you can do? The majority of steps that people take outside of their comfort zone are taken not fully knowing that they are absolutely going to be 100% successful, right? Success is not guaranteed, but you have to step out and try. So I stepped out not really even knowing, not not knowing that I had heard God's voice and that this was God's will for my life. I didn't know that for sure, but I knew that this was something that I wanted, and uh, I knew it was something that I was willing to try. So stepped out and, and gave it a try and had plenty of opportunities over the last three years to say, I don't know that I can do this. 
this is really hard. I was pushed outside of my comfort zone over and over and over and over and over and over and over again over the last three years. And that gets tiring. I mean, I remember days that I just said, I am so sick of being pushed outside of my comfort zone. I just want to do what I know and stop being pushed into these situations where I'm being stretched and grown and pulled in so many directions. Um, But... I would step out, and I would do these things, and I would step out of my comfort zone, and, I, and God would meet me over and over and over and over and over again. And it's such a gift to have built now this history with God that over the last three years, I stepped out, and he met me, and I stepped out, and he met me, and I stepped out, and he met me. And we've developed a history together where when I got towards the end of this journey, it may have not been till the last half of the last semester, but at the end of this journey, I finally said, what do you got? Throw it at me. Paper, you got a paper for me to write? I'll write that paper. You have a test for me to take? I'll take that test. You want to throw me in some environment where I feel totally inadequate and I don't have enough knowledge and skills to be able to do that? Sure, yeah, I'll do that. Let's do it. So it took uh, building that history with God, which was such a gift. I'm so glad to look back and be able to lean on that now for the, for the rest of my life, to be able to, to lean on that history that I built with him. Over and over I felt inadequate, and over and over he partnered with me, and I succeeded. The intensity of my need for him made me so aware of the intensity of his love for me. You know, when we have opportunities to step out and recognize our need, it's good to see the love of the Father come and scoop us up and say, I'm with you. Let's do this. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. It's interesting because I'm talking to you about this dichotomy of being confident in knowing who Christ has made you but fully leaning on him. So, so when you're confident in knowing who Christ has made you to be and confident in knowing that you have a good father who's blessed you with gifts and talents and, and you step out and, and do hard things, there's going to be times that you're going to feel weak and those are the times that he's going to be strong. You know, when, when Paul says that I boast in my weaknesses, he talks about that a lot in his letters to the church. I boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. I feel like that's what I'm doing this morning, right? I want you to know that uh, when you look at someone who's accomplished something that looks really hard, to not look at the end of their journey and think that there wasn't times that they walked through that feeling inadequate and weak. Because in those times, that's where he makes himself strong and and his strength is made perfect. The it, Proverbs 28, 1 says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. You know, some of you have heard my testimony that I've shared, but I want to share it again with you this morning. Um, you know, three years ago, um, as I was stepping into this challenging journey, I wouldn't have been up in front of you speaking because that wasn't something that I did three years ago. <laughs> that was something that I was uh, actually deathly afraid of. 
and uh, lived with a fear that I wasn't able to speak in front of people. Uh, I had believed a lie that started when I was back in fifth grade, that when you step in front of people, you're pa- you'll panic and you'll make yourself look ridiculous. So I had told myself I'm never doing that again. And we were, uh, I was in the midst of writing down a list of dreams, which I recommend to any of you. It's a good, it's a good exercise to do. Just write down as many dreams as you possibly can. And as I was writing out my dreams, I wrote out a dream that I wanted to be able to speak in front of people without fear. And thought, oh boy, I just wrote it down. And you know what that means? (laughs) I might actually have to do it. But I kind of tucked it away, and I didn't want to think about it very much because I didn't want God to actually call me out on this dream that I had in my heart. Um, But we were out at uh, Bethel for the Leaders Advance it was probably three years ago now. It was right at the beginning of my master's degree, actually. And <clears throat> I had a prophetic word spoken over me, and a woman said to me, uh, there's a lion's roar in your belly that needs to be released. And I said, okay, yep, that sounds about right. Um, and I was kind of beginning to have this stirring in my heart to say, okay, I've had enough of this lie. I know I have things to say. I'm going to, I'm going to step, step out of my own self-awareness and just say, okay, God, I'm just going to do it. Well, later that night, we went to another service, and someone walked up to me, different person who doesn't know the first person, and said, there's a lion's roar in your belly, and it's time for it to be released. So the lie that I had believed that I couldn't speak in front of people was, was broken by the truth that God spoke to me that there's a lion's roar in my belly that needs to be released because the, because the righteous are as bold as a lion. That's what he says. That's God's truth. And he's made me righteous, so that counts. That's me. So I'm going to step out and have boldness even when I feel inadequate. And, uh, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I was prepping this message this week, and I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to talk about confidence because... I've grown in my confidence tremendously over the last three years. Um, and uh, yesterday I felt very not confident. <laughs> yesterday I felt like, what the heck am I doing? I wasn't really sure that I wanted to be up here and do this because I was just starting to believe the lie again that I was going to panic and I was going to be fearful. But here I am. I'm overcoming I'm being obedient to the Holy Spirit because I know that he's put a lion's roar in my belly. And so I'm standing before you as a righteous person that's as bold as a lion, even if I don't feel that way, because I know who I am in Christ, and I know he's given me something to say, and I know that I have something to give to you this morning. So there we go. One of the things that I saw over the last three years was God's favor. So let's talk about God's favor for a minute. So when he gives us favor, it's not for our own self-promotion. It's for the advancement of his kingdom. But he does, but he does give it, and that's good. And we can receive that because as a child of the king, we do have the favor of the king pushing us from behind. We have a platform that we step onto Without doing a thing, we have a platform because we're stepping into this as a child of the king. Before I've said a word or done anything, 
I'm a child of the king. Solomon was somebody who had a lot of favor in the Old Testament. The queen, the queen of Sheba came to visit him at one point. And she was like, I want, to, I want to see about this King Solomon that I'm hearing about. Is this really true that you have all of this favor? So she came and checked it out. She was pretty impressed with what she saw. And she said in, in 1 Kings 10.9, Praise be to the Lord your God, who is delighted in you and placed you on the throne of Israel. Because of the Lord's eternal love for Israel, he's made you a king to maintain justice and righteousness. So God, was, God gave Solomon favor because he loved Israel. And God gives us favor because he loves the world he created. And everywhere that we go, we bring his kingdom with us. So we're advancing it. So favor is not for us, but God uses it to advance his kingdom. We don't have to apologize for having favor in our lives. I've got favor. I have favor at, at Strong Memorial Hospital. I have favor at Galasano Children's Hospital, and I had favor at every clinical assignment that I went to. So when you're, when you're getting your nursing degree, whether it's your undergraduate or your graduate, you do clinicals. Clinicals is when you go and you work with someone who's doing what you eventually want to be doing, and uh, you get practice. It's like hands-on practice. But in addition to it being a practice, I always recognize that every one of these opportunities is a job interview. Because you'd be stupid to not realize that any one of these places that you're going to learn could eventually be your future employer, right? So that was a lot of pressure. I was like, okay, this is more than just let's make sure that I don't look stupid for my own reputation, but let's make sure that I don't look stupid because I hope that someday you'll be like, oh, let's hire her, right? <laughs> but I stepped into these opportunities every time going, God, this is so uncomfortable. I don't know if I'm going to know what I need to know. I don't want to look stupid in front of these people. And what if they ask me questions that I can't answer? And kind of went through this thing in my head. And sometimes I had to do... 250 hours a semester with three different, three different places. So a lot of opportunities to feel stupid. <laughs> but a lot of opportunities to see the favor of God. And I did. I mean, it was really remarkable to me, the favor that I had. And, you know, I'm not saying that to be arrogant. I'm saying that to tell you that when you're a child of the king, you have favor where you go. And it was shocking to me at times that I would walk in. And, you know, having worked at the Children's Hospital for the last 15 years, I've gotten to know a lot of people, and I would walk in, and people would say, I'm really honored to have you as my student. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, great. Um, so, you know, he, he gives us favor. But one of, the, one of the beautiful quotes that Bill Johnson says is that we rule with the heart of a servant, and we serve with the heart of a king. So when we hold positions of authority in our lives, or when God gives us favor, and we have opportunities, we serve with the heart of a king. But we, we're serving. See, that's the point. We're not, we're not in, we don't have favor to take authority for our own self-promotion, but to serve those around us because we're advancing the kingdom everywhere that we go. We also don't have to have a false sense of humility, right? I mean, there certainly were times that I felt really proud of the favor that the Lord had given me because I had worked hard for that. 
and I had worked hard over the last 15 years at the hospital so that when I walked into opportunities, people said, I'm honored to have you as my student. And I was like, wow, I didn't have to be all weird about that. And oh, don't say that. That's, please, no. I don't have to have this weird false sense of humility about it. I can say thank you. Thank you. I'm pleased to work with you too. And then go in the bathroom and be like, ah. <laughs> I would go in the bathroom and text Steve, guess what she just said? I can't even believe it. And he was like, of course. <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes we feel weird about favor and we feel weird about authority that the God's given us because sometimes the church, capital C Church, tells us that don't take any credit for anything. It's all God. Make sure you give him all the glory. So you can't even say thank you, you know? You did a great job this morning. To God be the glory. <laughs> you know? Like, I feel like then, then it's like a, this false sense of humility that's, like, weird. And then we're weird Christians, and people are like, wow, you do a great job. God be the glory. And they're like, okay. I mean, it's great. But God gets the glory because he's with us, and he's in us, and he's partnering with us. And everywhere we go, he's in it. And I don't feel like he's Father God up there watching to make sure that we are giving him credit for everything. You know, because the reality is that I can make a choice to step out and do hard things, or I can make a choice to not. So do I play a role in that? You bet I do. I absolutely do. I got my butt out of bed for three years, and I went and did hard things over and over and over and over and over again, and God is proud of me, and I deserve some credit for taking that step because I didn't have to do it. And the fact that I'm up here today speaking to you, I made that choice. I could have said, I can't do this. This is, this is too scary. I'm not doing it. But I made that choice. And God's proud of us when we make those choices. He totally is. You know, as a father, I think his, he wants his kids to be confident. I think of Steve with our girls. What if our girls grew up thinking that they had to have this sense of your weak and your father's strong. Everything that you do is because of your father. So make sure that you always recognize that and always give your father credit for everything that you do. That's not the heart of a father. Like, he wants our girls to grow in confidence and recognize, girls, you are powerful women who are capable of doing great things. Yes, in their weakness, they stand on their father's shoulders and they say that, you know, my father loved me and supported me and, I, and, and I'm thankful for him. But he wants them to stand on their own two feet and he wants them to recognize who they are. And God wants you to recognize what you're capable of. He wants you to recognize that he's given you gifts and he's given you talents and he's given you desires in your heart, the things that you want to accomplish. And he's proud of that. And it's okay to, for you to have confidence to say, yeah, I can do hard things. And when I feel like I can't, I know that my father is going to stand with me. Karen had this prophetic word a few weeks ago. Do you remember? Go for it. Remember that? This is a season of promotion, favor, and increase. Take bold, big risks. 
because exponential increase in growth and evangelism and finances for taking kingdom ground is here at New Hope. So we, he's told us to go for it. He's told us to be bold. He's told us to be confident. In, in James 1, 2, and 4, um, James, who uh, was writing to encourage the first century church at this point, they were experiencing incredible uh, tribulation. But we can look at some of this and apply it to our lives. He says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so that you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. You know, when I look at that, a lot of times I used to look at that as tests and challenge that come upon us in a negative sense. But let's think of it in a different way. What if we think of it as tests and challenges that we choose to take, that we choose to step out into? So if we see a test and a challenge and we say, okay, I'm going to do this, under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and it shows its true colors. And don't try to get out of it prematurely, but let it do its work so that you become mature and well-developed and not deficient in any way. I am more mature and well-developed because of the challenges that I faced and my willingness to say yes, and I didn't step out of it prematurely because it was too hard. Being up here before you today, after this, I will be more mature and well-developed because I chose to step into this challenge and stay with it and not come out of it prematurely. Perseverance, it produces a person that's mature and well-developed. God uses those challenges to mature us. And we want to be mature Christians that know what we're capable of. Um, You know, sometimes we look at other people's accomplishments and we just think, well, you look at the end of their journey and you think, well, I'm going to compare myself to you and I see that you've accomplished something really big, and I could never do that, so I'm going to discount myself. And comparison is, is such a tool to, to stop you from stepping out. Because, you know, if you think of someone that you really look up to that's accomplished a lot of great things, do you think that they didn't go through times of self-doubt? Do you think they didn't go through times where they felt inadequate? Every, every leader does. Everyone who steps out and does anything difficult does. They feel those things, but they've made a choice to do it anyway. And they made a choice to push past that and to persevere through it in order to get to where they are. It's important to not look at the beginning of your journey and compare it to the middle of somebody else's journey. Or look at the middle of your journey and compare it to the end of somebody else's journey. We're all on a journey, and we all have ups and downs. So don't let comparison stop you from stepping out. When Bill Vanderbush was here and he met with some of the leaders here at New Hope, um, he gave us an opportunity to just go around the circle and just introduce, who, who are you? He didn't know anybody. Who are you and what do you do and what are you passionate about? And went around the circle and everybody shared. And the thing he said that stuck out to him the most 
of anything is he said, this is the most confident leadership team I've ever seen. Like that really jumped out at me. I really thought about that for a while because at first you think, is that okay? Is that good? Is it good to be confident? Is that arrogance? We don't want to be arrogant, right? But do you think that Father God wants us to be confident in who we are? Confident in what we're capable of. Because he's in us and he dwells in us and he's in every part of us. So that's a good thing. And that's a culture that we want to develop here at New Hope. We want everyone here to be some of the most confident people that people have ever seen that serve with the heart of a king, that love people. Everything that we do is marinated in love, but we're confident. Don't you want to follow people who are confident? Do you want to follow somebody who acts as if they are totally incapable of doing what they're doing? (laughs) Right? Uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 4, and 5. Actually, let me start with Jeremiah 17, 7, and 8. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out his roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. So blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord and whose confidence is in him. Because when the challenges come, we'll stand strong with our roots firmly planted. 2 Corinthians 3, 4, and 5 says, Such confidence as this is ours through Christ before God. Not that we're competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our confidence comes from God. He's made us competent as ministers of a new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the spirit, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Our competence comes from God. You know, the enemy really just wants to focus you on what you can't do. Because if he can just keep you focused on that, then you're not going to be able to see what you can do. So don't let somebody else's victory or any lie from the enemy hold you back from knowing what you can do. All the times that I stepped out and felt completely inadequate, felt, I mean, the, the levels of anxiety that I experienced these last three years is more than I have ever experienced in my life because I was stepping out into such new areas that I felt inadequate in. But like I said, that journey that I've developed and the history that I've developed with God is worth it. It's worth it's worth every uncomfortable step because I know that my father is going to meet me no matter what. So when you're pursuing these things and you're trying to decide, okay, am I going to step out and do this hard thing? Am I going to step out of my comfort zone? What's your motivation behind that pursuit? Don't let it be because you want to gain acceptance and don't let it be because you want to control everything around you because we're already accepted. And we don't need to step out and do things in order to gain acceptance from our Father because he's behind us pushing us along and saying, I believe in you. Just believe in yourself. I believe in you. You got this. But our motivation should be responding to the revelation 
of who we are, stepping out in faith. That's a good motivation to step out into things. I just want to take a bunny trail off to a little side note. Last week when Steve was speaking and he asked me to come up, I was sharing with you a little bit about uh, a prophetic word that we received about New Hope being a place where strong and confident women can be released. Do you remember that? I just want to talk about that a little bit more. So as we talk about this confidence and stepping out and doing great things, I want to speak to the women of this house here and say don't let your gender hold you back from stepping out and doing great things. And don't let the church, the big C church, tell you that you are second class or capable of less because you're a woman, because that's not God's heart for you. This is a safe place for strong women to be. And that's not always the case. I want to share with you uh, something that I read. Um, there's a book called Powerful and Free. It's about um, women breaking the glass ceiling in the church. It's a really good book. I recommend it if you are interested in learning more about that. Um, but there's a quote in there. The, the book was written by Danny Silk, but this quote is from Chris Valentin. It's in Danny Silk's book. And it says this. So listen. The church has been like a motherless family. The father, the male leadership, has been trying really hard to be both the mother and the father, but he's not created to do that. Thus, the male leaders in church have never really been able to be the father, the man in the church, because they've also been trying to be the mother. Empowering women releases men to step into their destiny and identity When men are no longer trying unsuccessfully to be both roles, they will be freed to be who God created them to be. And together, with men acting as men and women acting as women, they can work to create a family, a whole and healthy bride. The church shouldn't be a place where powerful women feel like they're not welcome. Steve has met with um, powerful women business leaders all over the county and he's heard from a couple of them who maybe are business owners or high up in their company that have said that they felt like they can't be at church because they don't feel valued there. We want to be a place where powerful women feel valued, where they don't come in and feel that this is a patriarchal leadership structure and you, you can find your place as long as you fit in underneath a man. Because there's a lot of women doing amazing things outside of the church because they feel like they can't do it inside the church. And women are able to be presidents of countries and CEOs of companies but can't lead a church. Just know that that's not God's heart. So I just really want to encourage you that this is a safe place for women to be empowered. And that as we step out into this confidence, stepping out and knowing who Christ has made us, that we're able to do hard things, that that applies to you no matter what gender you are. So I want to pray for people who feel like they are 
uh, either currently in a place where they're out of their comfort zone or are going to be stepping out into something that's outside of your comfort zone, can you stand up? I'm going to pray for you. Awesome. That's good. You're all powerful people who are capable of accomplishing amazing kingdom, kingdom work. So don't let the lie of the enemy tell any one of you to focus on what you're not capable of because Christ is in you and he's part of everything that you do and every step that you take. Every breath that you take, he's in it. So when you step out in faith and you do something that's difficult, he's in it. He's in every moment of it. You have the King of kings and the Lord of lords on your side, standing with you and telling you, I believe in you. You can do great things. I will stand with you and you can accomplish amazing kingdom work. So I just release over you right now um, Godfidence in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for the confidence that is rising up in this room. I thank you that we can pull on your Holy Spirit to fill in the gaps where we feel inadequate. And we can say, God, where I am weak, you are strong. And there's nothing that I can't do. So release faith in Jesus' name, the gift of faith to come over each one of you, that when you step out, He will guide your steps. And when you step off the cliff, you're not going to fall. There's going to be a bridge right there ready to carry you to the other side. Thank you, God, that you're stirring in our spirits this understanding of who we are and that we don't have to sit back and be, feel inadequate and feel like we can't accomplish things, but you're stirring it up in us. So I just ask you to continue to stir, stir, stir in our spirits. This, this excitement to move forward, this excitement to take a step, this excitement to do things that are difficult, even if it's something that we've never felt like we can do before. We take those steps and we build that history with you where we take the step and you meet us. And we take another step and you meet us. You're never going to let us down. So be empowered this morning. I pray that you'd walk out of here two inches taller than you were when you came in because your head is held high and your shoulders are back and you're saying, I know who I am. I know who God has made me and I know I'm capable of a whole lot more than I ever thought I was. If you're standing next to somebody or sitting next to somebody who's standing, can, can you just pray with them? Can you put your hand on them and pray with them? Because I want people to know that when they're stepping out and doing something big that we're all going to stand beside them and that we're all part of this family and that we all want to be a support for you. So we just, we as a family lift up these people who are stepping out into hard things and we tell them we're with you. You're not alone. You're not alone in your journey. And as you step out, we want to be your biggest cheerleaders. We want to stand beside you and we want to say, we believe in you. We know what you're capable of. So do it. Step out and do it. You're loved. You're part of a family who knows who you are. And you're part of a family that sees past your faults and sees what you're capable of.
Thank you, Lord. We really hope you enjoyed this week's message. Please join us again sometime and be sure to check out our exciting resources.